everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 116 from April the 16th of 1994. We're in a new venue, Anderson County High School in Clinton, Tennessee. I don't know if we've been here before. Um, I'll let Doc tell me that. Uh, Doc, have we been here before? How you doing well, this morning, I, first off? I'm do, first of all, I just want to let everybody know how blessed I am. And, and this will come out in a few weeks, but we're recording this in October. Man, this is a great time of year. It's not 100 degrees outside. Basket NBA just started. The NFL's kicking it. Baseball's still going. Man, I don't even have to watch wrestling anymore. So I, I just, I'm real blessed, you know? It's good times. I don't have to talk to my family in the evenings watch sports like i like to father of the year over here all right i don't know what you're talking about harper how you doing this morning you been to bed yet let's get this shit over with book it, bitch. salty <laughs> salty harper that motherfucker hadn't Ugh. seen him. his head hadn't hit the pillow yet fuck no i should get a raise <laughs> well if he doesn't if he doesn't make it next week we know why it's because he fell asleep on air um so uh, yeah Harper's i don't tired. i don't yeah, I don't know if we've been here before or not, but I did demographics just in case because I know that's such a valuable segment to the show Jesus and all the Christ. docaholics. It's, it's fucking rinse repeat on the demographics. And yeah. the, the docaholics love it. So there you go. It produces so much racial gold. Um, Harper, first of all, you can take well, a nap while he's boring us with this shit. Well, but before I get to the demographics, I do want to say something here. And again, this is, you know, we're in advance. I'm, I'm being real serious here, pal. You're going to feel bad about that in a second. Mm-hmm. We need to put an RIP out for a Smoky Mountain alumnus. Who? Well, this week, Dirty Dick Slater died, and you're asking yourself, wait a minute, when was he in Smoky Mountain? Well, Dirty Dick fought at the Night of Legends in the summer of 1994. So he fought on a Smoky Mountain card. That makes him a Smoky Mountain alumni. And so rest in peace, Dirty Dick. Man, this will come out a month after he passed, too. I know. We're so, we're so, I mean, this is territory wrestling, about, pal. We're putting them in the can, just like they do at these t- TV tapings. But <laughs> we didn't forget about, just so when a month passes and everybody thinks they forgot about Dirty Dick. Man, he's Dirty Dick. How would the most unprofessional podcast in the world forget about a guy whose name was Dirty Dick? Bro, he that dude, Dark Journey, bro. That dude, bro. I know. Poor old Dark Dirty. Journey. In the business, he found her dancing somewhere too, bro. Can you imagine how that conversation went? Can you imagine the heat? Can you imagine the heat he got for that running around with a black broad in the eighties in oil country? Yeah, he he um yeah he got heat from that, but goodness. So he's not a regular performer in Smoky Mountain, but he did wrestle on a card, and that's enough for me to be uh, as a complete wrestling historian to uh, say rest in peace, Dirty Dick. There you go blowing yourself as usual and putting yourself over. 
Well, I can because it's long enough and I'm flexible enough. So here Whoa. we go. In Clinton, Tennessee this morning, uh, we are just outside of Knoxville. In fact, they, Clinton, Tennessee is considered part of the Knoxville metropolitan, which is a strong word for Knoxville metropolitan area. But hey, look, pal. 9,841 people, almost 10,000 people in this town. That's a lot of white people. Yeah. It, it will be, but that's a big town for for a TV taping, right? Yeah. For uh, Smoky Mountain? Hell yeah, we just left the town that had 300 fucking 50. Right, exactly. Just I, That's exactly right. Good point, Mike. You're off to a hot start this morning. Thank um, you. That was a compliment. Um, anyway, the median, the median income in 2018, man, we may have found a little oasis in the, in the shithole here. Their median income is 32,481. That's a mirage. Could be, but I mean, that's a lot of money in this area. I mean, last, cause you're, you're not far from not, how far did you say you are from Knoxville? I don't know. They're in the metropolitan area, so I'd assume they're within 30, 40, 50 miles. But, I mean, you could commute in to work at one of the 15 printing shops in central Tennessee that Tim Horner runs. Um, but the median income last week in Dungannon was like 21000 so that's a pretty big increase there for everybody involved. So good job, uh, Clinton. Clinton. Um, 16.5% of the population is below the poverty line, though. So there's a lot of folks that are... They is need that a, good? Or, well, that's bad, right? It's better than most of the places we go. But these people, <laughs> they just they need a hand up, not a handout. You know? That's right. <laughs> Playing heel to the people in the Smokies. Okay, keep going. <laughs> well, one thing that doesn't change: <laughs> you can add more people, you can add more money. One point five percent black people there. No, it's more than usual, but man, when you run the numbers, it's just not a lot. Ninety-five point four seven percent white. It's a lot of white people. As you, that's say. a lot of white people. A lot of white <laughs> like people, I said, bro. Fuck. Just copy and paste, bro. And it's it's a mayonnaise factory all across that part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so now we do have a little bit more. Mike, I hope you have your calculator ready here to run some actuals on this. Um, 2.72% African-American. You ready? How many, peop- how many people total are in, are in, are in this place? 9,841. Okay, and how and how much African American? Two point seven two percent. Almost three. It's uh, approximately two hundred and sixty-seven point six seven black people. Wow, two hundred and sixty-seven black folks out of almost ten thousand. <laughs> Unicorn. My question is, how tightly are they? living in one area that they've been sequestered to by the pop by the policies of the the city here <laughs> they probably all work at the same uh urbanware store they probably got one of those urbanware places and they probably all work there yeah well, here's something oh, keep y'all your got cal- those? 
Uh, what? Keep your calculator open here, because this is what I found very, very fascinating about this town. So the, the that didn't really pop me, because it's like, actually, there's more black folks there, so that's interesting. What is interesting to me is the just complete lack of our Hispanic friends here. So usually we pick on black people, but Armando Martinez might want to keep his brown ass out of this place. Is that like that now? Yes. Wow. And Mexicans are everywhere, dude. They have come yeah. back to take back this. Latinos. I love the sparrows of fucking people. <laughs> they, I love fucking everywhere. I love the Latina, if you know what I mean. Yeah, me too. I, you ain't lying about that. Me too, bro. So I ain't mad at them. But I'm going to yeah. tell you, I'm going to tell you here. Point eight five percent hispanic jesus christ not even one percent find me another town where that happens wait God. wait what's what's the total number of people in this place again nine thousand eight hundred and forty one and, and what's the percentage of point eight five so that's what eighty three <laughs> wow people out of almost 10k I could drive down the road and scare up 85 Mexicans in about right. 10 minutes, man. I mean, their fucking uh, park lot for their home, home Depot must really be full of cars. Right. <laughs> this is so terrible, man. So what I, what I have surmised about Clinton is nothing's getting built there. <laughs> okay. That the, the the newest building there must be fifty years old. <laughs> God. All right. Are so, we done with the demos? Yeah, I just I thought we'd have a little fun with the demographics because this is a little bit of a sad episode. I know you're about to head to the open, but uh, we're missing a key component of uh, what we've known to be Smoky Mountain. So I'll pass it over to you, Mike. Yeah. So again, this is April sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. It is the first episode without. Uh, Dutch Mantel officially a part of the commentary team. Uh, Bob Cottle opens the show, and Bob mentions right away, Dutch is out of the country. He had to leave, and Bob doesn't think it was voluntary. Uh, then Bob Cottle introduces Les as his new counterpart, Les Thatcher, that is. Um, Les comes in and talks about Bruiser Bedlam will be on Les, uh, Les's personality profile, and then Les picks uh, Bedlam's name out of the hat to be the challenger to the Beat the Champ TV title match against uh, Furnace. The thing that was funny about this opening is they start showing pictures of Les and Bob who have done work together yeah. before. Not not just in Smoky Mountain, I mean elsewhere. And they these two get in an exchange about who looks the same. And Les Thatcher says, Bob, you still look the same. And no shit, I don't know how much older one of those pictures was he showed of Bob. But, man, Bob looked the same then as he did in 1999, as he did in 2009, as he looks in 2018. His ass was born 80 years old looking. Um, and that was my note from all of this. Hopper, what did you have? Yeah, he 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 still pretty much looked like the same guy. I think he said it was from 25 years ago. <laughs> so that picture was in the late 60s, Fucking early 70s. 70s. Yeah. And he looked the same as he did in 94. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Hopper, anything else from that opening? Uh-uh. Doc, I got a little... Yeah, Caudill called him Bedlam Bruiser, and that's going to be an early 
indicator of Caudill's going to struggle through the first part of this episode. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, Bob. Bob, I don't know if he's if he's got a little bit of um, Gordon Soley going on here, where he's drinking right. during the tapings. I, That's nice. I'm well, let's being, go, let's, I'm being let's perfectly the, honest here, man. I'm not trying to be funny. Let's go to the ring because I got a little something during this match on this too. So take us yes. to the ring, Mike. So Chris Hamrick in the first match and the Hornet are going to go up against Lance and Chris Lance Storm, Chris Jericho, the Thrill Seekers. The match starts. Uh, I will say this, and I'll throw it to you, Doc. Les acts like he doesn't know which one is Jericho and which one is Storm. Yeah. Les so then asks Bob. Or, yeah. yeah, Les asks Bob, and Bob says he has trouble telling who is who as well. Jeez. And, now, of course, the Thrill Seekers win. Like. <laughs> right, uh, but They're not black. Doc, Come ahead. on, Bob. Get this shit together. <laughs> Bob, uh, what you got, Doc? Yeah, so it's like, my first note here is, is Coddle drunk, and he doesn't know the two apart. And my point here is, man, first of all, these two sounded old together. Yes, they do. Storm and, Storm and Jericho are the two hot, young Rock America, and they don't know them apart, much less the moves they're doing. They both sounded 100 years old. I mean, because you think about it, Dutch was out there going... You don't see these moves in America. This is in you know Japanese moves, and he was actually helping the, helping this out. Um, and the other thing I thought was, and I don't know if Les picked up on it or not, but I didn't feel like Caudill was really helping Les make a big splash replacing Dutch. And I don't think it was intentional. I'm just like, dude, yeah, they're off to a, I, this team is off to a rough start. <laughs> Hopper, what did you think about it? Yeah, the same thing. It's like, well, who's in the ring right now? It's like, duh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They're the two Fuck straight it. guys. They're the two straight guys, and they don't know who's in the ring. That's a problem. Yeah. Okay, so I here's what I came up with as I because li- I like both of these guys a lot. They, I do too. I I, I don't uh, want to be hard on either one of them, but we gotta call it down the middle, pal. <laughs> yeah, I really like Les. I, I I mean, he's 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 just as professional as they come. And Bob Cotto obviously is as well. We know his history. We've talked about it a lot here on this show. The The dynamic of the two, though, is like two babyface straight commentators is not what we were, one, used to in Smoky Mountain. And just in general, as a preference, I don't like when there's two babyface commentators. It, it just, it they they're there and they're, always in agreement and there's no kind of fighting which is what dutch kind of brought to the there's table no tension there's no tension in the boat no yeah you know Harper, Harper's a professional up. harper is a professional commentator that's can right you, damn can it you, can you speak to this that the tension in the booth helps yes see you need to be arguing about something the, the mm-hmm. and and when you got two, two baby faces, it's just it's just a weird dynamic. Again, both guys know what they're doing. It's just a it's just not the the dynamic that I, I like whenever I listen to wrestling. I, I need a heel and I need a babyface commentator, in my opinion. But yes. that's that. Anything else, Hopper? No. Let's move Doc, on. You? God damn it. Well, Chris move Hamrick on. is a guy who we haven't seen before, but has kind of a name in the wrestling business. Mike, did you ever meet him in your travels around? No. Okay. Sorry. I forgot how mud show you really are. That's yeah. right, damn it. Well, he he um you know, he's been in the WWF, TNA, ECW. The guy been that he had been around. Thanks for that knowledge, doc. Appreciate yeah. it. Good for him. We're wow. moving on. Bit of mama's proud of him. Fuck him, dude. <laughs> okay. 
We're moving on. We got Jim Cornette after the Thrill Seekers defeat Hamrick and the Hornet. And let's hear what they got to say. Oh, where's Larry? Let's hear what he's got to say. Here it is. On Chris Hamrick. Well, I tell you, if you want to make a wild man out of this one, just holler those words at him, rock and roll. They upset him every single time. But I tell you, I got to ask you about Bruiser Bell. <laughs> you know, it's hard to upset me today, Bob Cottle, because you see, there has a light has come shining down from the heavens on me because, yes, the heavenly bodies are out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. to say about everything it's not gonna be forever but today the debut of bruiser bedlam right here on television and lo and behold would you know who won the pony his name is drawn well let me explain something to you he is gonna cause exactly what the name implies bedlam chaos pandemonium a scene of wild mad uproar and bruiser bedlam is gonna be the beat the champ tv title holder here today and also I just want to preview. <laughs> Bullet Bob Armstrong, pull that wheelchair up real close. Take a sip of Metamucil. Crack the neck a couple of times and get set because later on today, I got a big surprise for you, boy. <laughs> hey, we can't wait to find out what that is, man. We'll find out during this hour that I'm sure. We'll be back right now. Let's take time out for this. So we got another surprise. Harper, what do you think? I just hope to see Furnace die. Wow. Is this the last we see of him? No. Fuck! Have you ever seen a baby face get more heat than this dude? I mean, we have. I'm sure there are examples. Roman Reigns. That's not the same thing. Yeah. That's that's. And I, I'm a... Yeah, and dude, I don't want to get on that topic. That dude is a good wrestler, and the the rebellion is not against him as much as it is the promotion. Hey, do you, I opinion. got a question earlier because I was trying to put over Hamrick and y'all shit on him. So you think like in the wrestling business, all these guys are like, man, that Smoky Mountain podcast is something. So he's been sitting there waiting for his appearance, his debut for us to talk about him. So he's tuned in right now, and then you two just shit all over him and ruin his day. That's nobody true, huh? shit. Nobody shit on him. You asked me if I if I was familiar with everywhere he's been, and I just said no. That's not shitting on somebody. That's called telling the truth. Mm. I didn't say he was a mud show spot monkey. You just did. No, Damn. I didn't. That's fucked up, Mike. What do you have from Cornette? He said, w that's a line we hear to this day on the podcast. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? Yeah. Uh, damn, he says that shit all the time. I know, huh? All right, so I don't have anything else. Just another surprise for Bob Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, Horny doesn't it's... stay down long, pal. No, I know. It's always I'm an injunction, a lawyer, some shit like that, you know, the drill. All right, we'll keep going. We got Tammy Primetime, Brian Lee, and Chris Candido coming out right here real quick. Uh, let's hear what they got to say. All right, right now, Primetime, Brian Lee, Chris Candido, and Miss Tammy Fitch. You know, I do not like the Rock and Roll Express one bit. I can't stand them. So, because I cannot stand them, Brian and Chris here promised me that they would have a match with the Rock and Roll Express and they would bring those titles right where they belong because it's been too long since I've had gold around my waist. I, I mean, Brian's waist. But now, we've beat them before. We're going to beat him again. It's about time I get that gold back where it belongs. But you know what really, really upsets me? Ricky Morton. Probably the 
nastiest lips in all of professional wrestling, oh, yeah. planted those horrible lips on me, and he kissed me. It was disgusting. I mean, I can't blame him because I know that every man in the world loves me. Every man in the world wants me. Uh -huh. But guys, guess what? You're not worth my time. And you know what I really, really cannot stand? This Smokey Mountain Wrestling will not get rid of that tape. They keep, they keep that tape. I want it burnt because it's going to give a nice girl like me a bad reputation. They won't get rid of that tape. Man's talking about that. Let's go back. Let's see exactly what she's talking about. Watch it right here. All right, he throw to a replay of Morton in, against Candido and Primetime Bradley. Yeah. Uh, and, and Morton kissing Tammy, all that good stuff. Um, anything from the first part of that promo right there before I go to the next part, uh, Doc? I mean, sorry, Harper. Well, a dirty white girl's gone? No. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe. Look, yeah. Wait. That's a good question, actually. Now that, now, you think, now that I think about it. Because they, could, because they moved on from her and a dirty white boy, he's not bringing her up. Well, you ain't lying. Um, yeah, I may have got wrong. Okay. Uh, good, good observation. Uh, well, thank Doc, you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome, pal. Uh, you're much better than Doc when it comes to this analysis. Oh, uh, Doc, what do you have? Nothing. There's no point. Harper's much better than me. <laughs> yeah. It's mad. <laughs> Let's keep it moving then to the second part. Of no, the I got. I do have a thing. Did did here we did, go? Did Sunny say that she has the na Somebody else had the nastiest lips in the business. Bro, <laughs> I, I, yeah, mm. she was there's, right. There's Every so many ways. There's so many ways we could go with what we just heard with that from her. Nah, I just mm. leave it to the listeners. Allegedly, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, by the way, Sunny is is home now. She's out of jail. <laughs> no, it's. I'm serious. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny here. She's. She tweeted. She finally tweeted out, and she is, she's home and out of jail. I'll, I, I, time to have her on the show. I yeah. love Tammy, pal. Oh man, we well, all do. Uh, not as much as I do. No, we, we, we love Tammy. I mean, we, we have fun with her on his show, but it's not malicious. It's we love Tammy. Yeah, we want Tammy on the show. She said no Skype. She said she was going to be doing like interviews or something, but she wasn't doing anything through Skype. And somebody I wonder tweeted, why. Well, somebody tweeted, somebody posted on the BTT Facebook group. Um, I guess that means Harper's not, not having a Skype session with her or some shit. I know. What the fuck? What are you going to do? Ask up. her to toot on camera? That's nice. <laughs> no, he wants to crank one off to her. Yeah. Probably. Who doesn't? I know, yeah, right? That doesn't make Tammy, him special. Tammy, we love you. <laughs> Tammy, we love you. And with that said, we're going to go to the second part of your promo here or, or with uh, Candido and. And primetime Brian Lee and Tammy, here it is. All right, that's what that's what's really got her upset, fans. You saw it again. I can't believe that who does that Ricky Morton think he is? What right does he have to put those disgusting lips on my girl? I mean, on our girl. Ricky Morton, you are not a real man. You're a little elf. You're not a big guy like me. You might be the Spooky Mountain Tag Team Champions, you and Robert Gibson, but you're not a real man. You've never been a real man. You can't get a date. That's the reason you had to molest Tammy Fitch. You're a pervert. I'm not a real man. With Miss Candido, 
One thing in life I don't do. Either I had a choice to hit the lady or kiss her. And I decided to kiss her. Something that you don't know nothing about. You ought to try it. You might like it. Yeah, I'm trying to now you're not saying I'm not a real man, but the only thing I can say if you step in that ring right now, I'll prove to you that I'm a real man. Oh, are you saying you want a match? Hey, I'm saying we can do anything you want to. Now, I will challenge you to a match right there in that ring. Now I'll prove to you, brother, that I am a real man. Alright, fine, you want a match? You want to fight? You think you're a real man? You want to fight? Okay, you got yourself a fight. Okay. Ryan! I want you to take him out. Brian's gonna kill what? Why are you telling me? You don't want to stand up here. Please, please, we please go do it just for me, please. Okay, Ted. I'll do it for you, but I'm not doing it for you. You were out here running your mouth. If Brian had jumped in and taken the match, I would have done it myself, but Brian's gonna kick Ricky Morton's butt. Doc, you first. Man, I wish Candido was 6'3". He'd, he'd have been a superstar, pal. He was a hell of a star not being 6'3", but I agree. It, it I'm, talking, I'm not talking about his abilities. I'm talking about the prejudices that he faces, that you probably face too, being a short guy in the business. I don't know, man. I think that shit's... You mean from the boys or like... No. Voters? God the, damn, he's so small. Yeah, well, I mean that dude. It, that was the whole thing. He, that was so, he is fan, he is fantastic. He is, and he's got a decent build. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he. There was You're, money there. Did you hear Morton say we can do anything you want? What if like Candido was like, let's have a bake off. No. Let's play checkers. Um, what else you got? Nothing, man. Let's get to the ring, man. I like how Candido threw. These guys are already in the middle of dissension, and they just became a team. That can't be good. Harper, did you have anything from it? He called them gay. He did. <laughs> okay, on, I'm, I'm surprised neither neither one of y'all caught this. Did you see Candido admitted on air that Tammy is their girl? He goes, yes, yeah, my girl. Yeah. I mean, I mean, our girl. I mean, he was joking, but what I thought was more interesting Jesus. was he was talking about his girl kissing other people. I know, huh? And you're <laughs> like, just, oh man, you. Poor it's just, bastard. it wasn't it like weird to hear that? It's just, oh yes. shit, man, fuck. <laughs> the joke's on you, motherfucker. Oh god, it was just oh, shit. That was just. I'm terrible, just saying. Man. I agree. That's what makes it sad. It's terrible when you hear it. Hey, all uh, right. Best, they, the best art imitates life, right? Come on. Oh, I don't know, bro. That's just Jesus. All right, we got a replay of Bruiser Bedlam's debut up next, and he and Corny defeating Bob Armstrong. And then right after that, we have a match: Mike Furness versus Bruiser Bedlam. Uh, I didn't look it up. Bedlam's entrance music. I have no clue what band and song that is. So you two can blow me if you want to make fun of me this morning. Is that Guns and Roses? It sure know. is, pal. That's off the uh, spaghetti incident that they did. Oh yeah. Well, a- I to, after I after Appetite for Destruction, I don't have a clue what they made. I used to call that the spaghetti accident. Oh, he's yeah. got a point. Um, was it? Ba- it was bad. It was a bunch of covers. Yeah, it was a cover <laughs> album, and it was all over the place, pal. Yeah. Um. 
Well, that's a song by the by the seventies band Nazareth. And that song's called Hair of the Dog. But the the line is now you're messing with the son of a bitch. You never heard that song, Mike? I don't have a fucking clue. I'm sure you have. Bruh, I don't ever remember hearing that song. Okay. I mean, these rock songs that come on, like these when I rock when I, songs, when I just when I you just recognize seventy five percent of our pot, uh, our, our list. What do you call them then? What do you call them? Hot jams. All right. These 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 uh you people fucking music that comes on when mm. this show is happening, and if I've heard them before, I go okay, I've heard that before. I don't know who the fuck sings it. I I couldn't tell you, you know. What fucking long-haired piece of shit is up there singing that song? But I could, I I've know when I've heard that I heard a song before. I've never heard this one. Anyway, so Bruiser Bedlam wins this match in maybe two minutes or so with a stomach claw. I'm sure Denim Fritz will be happy about that because uh, he stole his gimmick. Uh, and for the record, uh, Bedlam was a great babyface for me here, beating up Furnace. Just yeah. so you know. Uh, it did take Smothers and Bobby Blaze to come out and save Furnace, who Bedlam would not release from the claw until they show up. And then Bob Armstrong shows up and Bedlam and Corny Powder out. Hopper, any thoughts from this match? Wouldn't that be awesome if you pulled his heart out like the guy in the in the Jones <laughs> Temple of Doom? Jones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie back in the day, man. Oh, fuck yeah, it was. I remember when he pulled that dude's heart out. I was like, holy shit. I think that was the first PG-13 movie because of that. That does seem right that it was around the time when PG-13 first like became yeah. a thing. Doc, what you got from this? Man, they punk furnace out quick. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? That's a lot of build enough, to bro. just throw him in the wood chipper. Um, man, Not quick enough, bro. I got you. I mean, what did he did he win two or three matches as a, t- he won as a title? One, huh? No, it he won two. two. And he beat Larry Santos for it, didn't he? Well, he who the oh yeah he beat some other enhancement talent. Yeah. Um. No. 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 He beat. Didn't he beat Killer Kyle for it? I think so. He beat Kyle. He beat Kyle for the title. Anywho. Okay, keep going, Doc. The stomach claw's a weak move, dude. Yeah, the no. Claw uh-huh. in general was a weak move, if we want to be honest. And I know I'm going to yeah. hurt people that love the Von Erics' hearts, and they're going to be mad at I, it, I don't mind the claw on the cranium, but the stomach claw just never looks. Bruh, the claw in general is Yeah, stupid. dude. Uh, who in the fuck's going to crush someone's skull? Danny Hodge. And, 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 and let me tell you something. There's a million things I could do to you while you're trying to get the claw on me. That's why it's bullshit. I'm, but go ahead, Doc. I, I know it hurts oh. you because you grew up on the Von Erics and and all that stuff, but we got to be honest here. The claw is just dumb. The mandible claw so, was so much better than this. Than so let me ask Mankind you something. Your favorite, your favorite wrestler, Mike, used to crawl on all fours across the ring to headbutt somebody, but you're going to talk about somebody else's childhood favorite move. Yeah. And we, when, okay. when the person was down, he would, he would, um, 
He would uh-huh. hit him and and the let thump. me tell you something. That shit, no, that wasn't a thump. That shit became more popular when he got to Vince. Just so you know yeah. that crawl on a crawl on his fucking. He did it in Mid South. Don't get me wrong, but that became a a thing once he got up there to New York with their bullshit. Before that, he was a badass son of a bitch. He was the junkyard dog, and his finisher was the thump, which was basically a power slam. So, kiss my ass. The claw is the shits. All right. Don't get mad at me because I'm calling the spade a spade. A what? That sounds awful racial. Wow. I say it all the time. Is that a problem? I don't know. You tell me. Are you offended by yourself? <laughs> no. Hey, Harper, ask Jay Spade if, if a spade is, is a spade. Is <laughs> so he'll probably that's, probably a, that's probably a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Spade's just trying to... Jay Spade right now is just trying to beat his... His best, his strong competitor in life, which is life, <laughs> as as told by Harper on WWL TV a couple of weeks back. Uh, what else you got, Doc, from this before you go to Les's personality? New champ, wow. new champ, Bruiser Bedlam, uh, and, and rightfully so because Furnace, Jesus. Uh, we got Les Thatcher's personality profile segment with Cornette and Bruiser Bedlam right here. Here it is. This is the first one. This is replacing Down and Dirty with Dutch. The answers of Dutch Mantel. We're doing a new segment here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling called Personality Profile. And I'll be hosting that. And uh, right now we've asked Jim Cornette and his newest uh, member of his stable, yeah. Bruiser Bedlam, to join us. We'd like to know a little bit of the inside scoop on this gentleman. He is tough, no doubt about it. Oh, I'm going to tell you all sorts of inside scoop if you people would shut up. I'm sick of listening to all these rednecks. into redneck right afterwards. Mr. Cornette, although we find no impropriety in Bob Armstrong's actions as wrestler slash commissioner, we must grudgingly agree with the complaint filed by your attorneys that there is legal precedent for a conflict of interest to be found in Bob Armstrong being both a wrestler and a commissioner. Therefore, effective April 19th, when Bob Armstrong finishes his current wrestling commitments, he will be banned from active wrestling as long as he remains commissioner. <laughs> well, this means that as of the 19th, Bob Armstrong could no longer put on the wrestling tights as long as he claims the title of commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Is that correct? You must not be from here because you understood that. Yeah. That's exactly what it means. I'm finally rid of Bob Armstrong again, not as commissioner, but at least he won't be able to step in the ring. Now, if he wants to resign as commissioner, then he can get back in the ring all he wants. But we know what kind of canopies that would open up. But let me just say this. Bob Armstrong, you're not going to get your revenge in the ring with Bruiser Bedlam after April 19th. But don't worry, because you couldn't do it anyway. Because this man came to me, like I said last week in Detroit. He was tired of taking the raps for the bosses. He was tired of doing the time for the other people. He likes to beat people up. He likes to get paid for it. But he wanted to do it legally. As a matter of fact, if Jimmy Hoffa had paid him the money he owes him, he'd still be alive today instead of the 50-yard line at Giant Stadium. But from the docks of Detroit all the way to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I've got my greatest find. And Bruiser, you are ready to tear some heads off. Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> Let me tell you people something. And you too, punk. Don't be eyeballing me either. 
You want to try me? You want to try me? That's right. You want to try nothing, man. I will beat any man. Any man. Line him up, Jimmy. Dozens at a time. I'll fight anybody. I get paid to beat you, and Jimmy pays me well. I beat you. You're all a bunch of scabs. So, Jimmy, line him up, because I'm having fun beating him, Jimmy. Give him that thing back, and let's get out of here. I just got one What do you know? Another attorney. Um, Doc, your thoughts. Do you know the origin story for Welcome to My Nightmare? Jesus Christ. It's a Alice Cooper song, right? That's what he's yeah. talking about? It sure is. Yeah, what Harper said. Right. That's right. Uh huh. Yeah, I knew that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it right after Harper said it. <laughs> Proceed, Doc. Oh, nothing, pal. Nothing. No, I was. I didn't know what it was, but I did once Harper said it. Why? Why are you getting mad? It's just your. You don't know much about anything. Anyway, Les was. Did you see Les about to get his ass whooped? I know. Huh? He's pushing that envelope, man. I like that angle, man. I, I'll, I'll just whip the old man's ass just cause. You think these people knew who Jimmy Hoffa was? No, and I no. was thinking about it. <laughs> I was thinking about this, um, man. Bruiser Bedlam was like, if you said, if you said, get him and me a piece of paper and a pencil and said, draw a Jets fan. <laughs> that's what I would draw. He's like that guy at work, Doc, that you said looks like a Yankees fan. Right. And that dude looks, you Harper. I wish we could take a picture of this guy. Literally, you could. He's got the mustache. You can see him sitting there, his big fat ass with a hot dog or six of them, and with the with the Yankees ball cap pulled down. This dude looks just like a Yankees fan. Any yeah, <laughs> typical? What'd you say, Doc? In the fifty year old or so Yankees 53 fan, fifty three years old, three hundred and fifty pounds, mustache, salt and pepper hair. Girardi's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes was a queer. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Harper, what did you have from this real quick? I was just thinking how these people have no idea who fucking Jimmy Hoffa is. <laughs> did uh, I like the line Cornette said. It's written in English, but I'll translate it into redneck so you can understand. I thought that was a, thought that was a good I do line. That, I do that every week. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Play and heal. Uh, the board of directors agree with Cornette and his attorneys that there is a conflict of interest and Bob Armstrong can no longer wrestle after his commitments are up as of April 19, 1994. So, like I said, another attorney in the mix. Let's go now. Uh, so we'll see where that lands and what leads us to. Let's go now to uh, – I-, I keep thinking uh, Daryl Van Horn, a.k.a. James Mitchell's time, is uh, coming close to ending, which he actually told me that a while back. But he's still here. So let's see what he's got to say as he's out here with Bob Cottle now. All right, man, let me write down Mr. Daryl Van Horn, and I understand that you've got somebody new that you're bringing to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. 
That's right, Bob Cottle. I've been telling people that I was going to be building an army here in the Smoky Mountain area, that I was bringing in a legion of lost souls. I've been on a worldwide talent search, and I now have a new member to the Van Horn family, a man from the land of the rising sun, a man who is feared by the Japanese mafia themselves, the Yakuza. He is Kendo the Samurai, one of the most vicious men you people will ever see, and a truly amazing technical talent. Just shortly, you people are going to get a chance to see him in the weeks to come and see the trail of havoc that he's going to wreak in the Smoky Mountain area. But I also want to talk about the dirty white boy. What happened, Bob Cottle? The dirty white boy saw fit to interrupt an interview with Prince Karras and myself. He came out. It's bad enough that he made a uh, commitment of blasphemy, or committed an act of blasphemy rather, he made light of the ancient Egyptian invocations. He knocked my fez off, but worst of all, he touched Prince Karras. Prince Karras laid him out one, two, three times with that big arm of his. His eyes were filled with the sand of the Nile. Dirty white boy, I've told the world that there was a title shot coming up in April, and the world is going to see the gold put around I told you you were making a big mistake getting involved in our business. Everybody knows, dirty white boy, that you're a low-life scumbag, the kind of man who is usually found prowling around glory holes in public men's room. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, get ready to see a new champion, the mighty Prince Karras. All right, fans, and he talked about Prince Karras and the dirty white boy. Let's go back and take a look at just what happened when, when they met. Uh, Doc, what do you have from Mr. Dower Van Horn right there? Okay, again, big fan of the show. Jim Mitchell, love the guy, dirty, filthy bastard. I got to call it like I see it. I thought he was a little off here. I don't know. He talked about glory holes in men's yeah. restrooms, but this wasn't his normal just. Yeah, just full flown, full, full blown fucking fuckery. Yeah. Well, after six months, what happens everybody, is... Everybody can have a, a bad day. It's okay, buddy. N not just that. After six months, and you're trying to drag the mummy... I know, huh? He's still around. Field. Wait till we break the news on who Kendo is. Oh, well, Shut and that's the up. other part of it. <laughs> we'll do that next week, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe so. Um, but, you, 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 I mean, he he's turned water into wine, bruh, with... Dragging this dude. No, this, he didn't. Dude, he turned, gimmick along. He, he, he was handed a pile of shit, and it's still a pile of shit, but he at least made it an entertaining pile of shit. Well, okay, there you go. Same shit. But it's just, like, God bless him for being able to keep going this long without falling and just being like, oh, fuck this shit. I give up. This is terrible. Yeah, um, I mean, this mummy is so fucking dumb. It's just stupid beyond explanation. The uh, whole thing is dumb. It really, it's it like, really why is. Why is he bumping for these people? It's just, oh man, it's so dumb. Um, and when he cut his thumb off and he turns his hand and does some shit, and and the sand comes out. Yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> wow, it's true. With your dungeon of doom ass. And then, and then I'm fucking, and then a couple years from now in WCW, they well, it wasn't a mummy. They do that Yeti bullshit. Just the like, Yeti. Oh, Yeti, whatever the hell it is, which, um, 
just st- like WCW should have looked at this mummy. Well, well, they would have been able to look at the mummy. They had people there from that knew about the stupid mummy gimmick. But you know, I mean, corporations. What can you do? Uh, all right, let's keep going. Uh, we got next. So Daryl Van Horn does this thing, talks about Kendo the Samurai and the mummy some more, um, and then we go to that to a, a Dirty White Boy promo. So let's hear what a Dirty White Boy's got to say. All right, fans, and here he is, and we just got to look at what happened when you and Prince Karras met there. Dirty white boy. That's it. You know, I heard Daryl Van Horn out here slapping his gums together. His problem is he's a little man in a big man's world. He couldn't become a professional wrestler, so he wanted to become a jaw jacker. Well, it's real easy to go out and get somebody that's 6'9", weighs over 300 pounds, to do your fighting for you. Well, that's fine and dandy. If you want to do that, he's coming around. I'm putting an army together. Who I'm putting an army together. Well, who cares? <laughs> You're looking at the man in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the heavyweight champion. All you got to do, sign the dotted line, bring all your army one at a time, and I'll drop them. And then once I get through with all your little army, then I'm liable just to slap you in the middle of next week. I just slap a taste part of his mouth. Because a little pup like that, he, he, he's kind of like a thorn that gets underneath your fingernails that I can't stand. So boys, you throw sand in my eyes. You, I don't know what he's got in the arm. He knocked my brains out. That's fine and dandy. Beat on this big ugly head all day long. Because brother, when you're a great wrestler, they don't call you a great wrestler. They call you the dirty white boy. So All right, um, I stopped it because um, I don't think I had anything from the back back end of that thing. But I thought Dirty White Boy was, was hilarious. Uh, Doc, what did you have from this? Yeah, DWB don't give a shit about Van Horn and his fucking mummy, dude. And what it told me was is that Vin, uh, Dirty White Boy needs a better dance partner right now. But, yeah. hey, it's coming, and it's a big one. It, you're right, but it also shows how talented he is. That he just dan- this- he just he just transitioned from primetime and and Sonny over to the Mummy on his way to the next big thing. Well, no, what I was going to say is the fact that he can go to the Mummy and we can sit here and I mean we're laughing at it, but he's 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 doing it. He's he's pulling it along. It's, yeah. It ain't great, but uh, you can thank him for pulling it along. Uh, so I don't know, Harper, what'd you have? Yeah, I love what he said. You're a uh, a small man in a big man's world, and you gotta get the mummy to do your shit for you. Mm. I like that. Pretty much. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's go. Let's go now from that to uh, there's a promo. It's Tammy Candido and Primetime Brian Lee uh, before Primetime Brian Lee's match with Ricky Morton. They're in the back in the locker room, dressing room area. Here it is. Locker room along with his entourage. He's preparing for today's Brian, TV I main told event. You, you better win that match. I told you what would happen if you don't win that match. I told you once. I don't want to repeat myself anymore. Do you understand me? Well, certainly Chris talked to you into this very easily, didn't he, Brian? Well, uh, hold on a second. Let's don't try to stir anything up. Everybody heard Brian with his own voice take that match. I would take it to myself, but the real man, Brian, is he volunteered his own voice and everybody heard it. Ain't that right, Brian? That's right. You know, Ricky Morton, you're nothing to me but a little keyboard elf. I'm six foot eight, 280 pounds, and I'm going to send you back to the cookie factory. And I got bigger fish to fry, so get out of my way, little man. 
Well, there you have it. Let's go to the ring. Keebler Elf. I'm going to send you back to yeah. the cookie factory. Uh, Bitch. Hopper, any thoughts? <laughs> Fucking Keebler Elf, motherfucker. Okay. Doc, you got any thoughts on that? Nah, bruh. All right, bruh. Hey, we're going to go to the main event now. Ricky Morton versus yeah. Primetime Brian Lee. I do want to mention the Amazon referral link before I do so. Uh, go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support the show. Uh, we are... By the time this airs, I'm thinking we're close to Black Friday. We're close to y'all are all doing that Christmas shopping. Jeez, if you're not doing right. Christmas shopping, your broad is doing Christmas shopping. Or your side piece or your wife, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is she's, doing still it. Doing, said, she's, she's still doing Christmas shopping from last year and next year and this year. Harper, you said Jesus Christ. Was there a reason you said that? Because we're so close. Yeah, we oh, no. really are. Uh, less than two months away. Uh, well, uh, we're recording this a, a little more than two months away. By the time it airs, it'll be probably around uh, Thanksgiving. So, yeah, uh, again, go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon and uh, shop there. And, and, again, get the wives, side pieces, girlfriends, whatever you want to call them, to bookmark it and use it for all of their Christmas shopping needs. Uh, on to the match we go. Ricky Morton versus Primetime Brian Lee. This has to be one of the longest matches in Smoky Mountain TV yeah, history yes. to date. Would you agree, Hopper? This was about 15 minutes almost. Uh, we've seen some longer matches, but uh, I think we've seen some around the same area. But this is definitely, if not the longest one of. Uh, they go a long time. Um, Candido joins the commentary table for the match. After nearly 10 minutes, Morton attempts to kiss Tammy again, which prompts Candido to leave the commentary table. Uh, at a random point at the 3940 mark, they show a grandma and two broads. One of them is sucking on a lollipop, and all I thought to myself was, Hopper may have seen that and went, I got something you can suck on, baby. Come here, girl. <laughs> uh the finish, Tammy tries to throw her purse into primetime Brian Lee, but Gibson jumps in the ring and he intercepts it and hits primetime Brian Lee with it and knocks out primetime Brian Lee. Mark Curtis calls for a DQ. Uh, primetime Brian Lee wins, uh, and then primetime Brian Lee and Candido then team up on Gibson. Morton cleans the ring with the chair. We go to commercial. Uh, Doc, your thoughts on this match, finish, whatever you want to say. Not much. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just long, and it's the start of the feud, so... They did a slow build on the body slams. Less really breaks down the match more than Dutch would have. Crowd's behind. Crowd is behind the rock and roll. And I like Gibson getting in there and interrupting shit. So it's all right. They love their rock and roll. I mean, we, we talk about Ricky with his catchphrases all the time and rock and roll here to stay, not here to play, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I mean, for what it's worth, it, this is their area and, and they love these guys and there's no other way to say it. Um, Hopper, what did you have from this match? Stop. I mean, like what Doc said, just the, the fucking feud starting. Yeah. And it, it was fucking 15, like 15 minutes long. Oh, the fuck? Long time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, again, Morton does clean the ring, but technically due to DQ, the uh, primetime Brian Lee does uh, does get the win. So, uh, did Doc, there was a West Town Inn commercial. Um, oh, yes. Look that place up. It did sounds horrible. You... It sounds horrible. They got private <laughs> balconies. Right. What, do you, think, what do you think went on there? Fucking right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gotta um, air out. Gotta air out the stinky the clam. Her yes. vagina. All right, and then uh, the show wraps up with a rock and roll promo. I don't have anything from it. It's just like a standard promo. Um, did you have anything? Yep. 
Well, do you know they're going to be? They're here to stay. Yeah, I, I, they're not here to play. Yeah, I I heard it. You know, Phil Allen was talking about rock and roll on the Facebook group. Was he good we were, for him? We were talking about how. Here's <laughs> a shit. We were talking about how. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, if, if you want, if we want to hear from him, maybe you should drag him out of bed right. early in the morning and have him do this. <laughs> uh, we were talking about how. We were getting a little tired of the rock and roll, and uh, yeah, no, he actually no. agreed with you, Doc. Uh, so there you go. But we, he says he was tired of them last year at this point. But <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, there it is. Um. But anyway, they after that they also you could tell they needed material or something because they replay the rock and roll winning the tag belt at Bluegrass Brawl, which sent the Heavenly Bodies packing. So there you have that. It's time for disability checks. Doc, go first. Disabilities checks. Well, we're reloading for the next big card, so um, it's not going to be as hot as we normally like it to be. But this was still a good show. There's still stuff going on. I'm going to give it a pretty middle-of-the-road 7.9. All right. I have an 8 written down. Uh, Harper, what you giving it? I give it 7.5. They it was you? all right. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give out the Government Cheese Award. So uh, before we do so, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is another great way to support the show and get all the extra patron-only content, whether it's the world-class shows, some of the top fives we do. What is the last one we did, Doc? What top five was that? But not the hair bands, the other one. The uh, uh, 80s broads. Yeah. 80s broads. We're going to do, yeah. do all-time sitcoms next whenever we can uh, wiggle away from our, all of our many commitments. And then you said we're going to do top five dudes, right? Top, <laughs> top five guys will fuck. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you want the extra content, again, go to tinyurl.com slash BTT, and you can get, uh, I guess we're about uh, close to 90 patron-only shows now. So there you go. Government Cheese Award. I'm going to shock you. Well, maybe this won't shock you all. I'm giving my government cheese to Bruiser Bedlam for finally taking out Mike Furness because I that dude, even though his matches were short, completely exhausts me. He's like a spot monkey at work, just exhausts me. Okay, so, so let Bru- me ask. Let me ask. Bruiser's you a getting my government cheese. Uh, a, a 1994 Smoky Mountain question. Yeah. Rank in order what you would want to watch in a match for Smoky Mountain. With the Moondogs, the Bruce Brothers, or oh. Mike Furness. <laughs> In what order? God, Bruce can I say none of, none of the above? No. Mike Furness and the Moondogs, alas. I think I'm with Harper on this. The Bruce Brothers have some redeeming qualities on some level. F- and Wait, you, you said a match. You, you said a match. You didn't say promo, right? Right. So if it's a match, I'm probably going to go... Bruce Brothers, Furnace, and then Moondog. Oh, no. That's exactly what we just said. But honestly, it would be one of those situations where it's where it's 1A, 1B, 1C. I don't want to see any of them. Can I go do something fun afterwards? Yeah. Can, yeah. Can I, can I, can it's I like jerk, when you tell your kids, can I we jerk go off or flute? screw first? You got, t- hey, look, kid. Son, daughter, you got to go get your flu shot. But afterwards, we'll go get ice cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or like Harper said on the NWA show that just aired. <laughs> Harper was talking about jerking off 
he said. Why is it when you jerk off, you fall asleep right after? It's like NyQuil. <laughs> so, why is it? Can I jerk off first or can I get some ass first? Hey, hey, I, I don't that? care what you do first. All right. Okay. The problem so, is, I, when you're trying to fall asleep, you're like, hey, I'm going to crank one off. You're still awake. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> These All are right, the problems. Uh, Biology vex, vex humans throughout time and history. Uh. <laughs> All right, uh, Doc, what do you have? Who are you going to give up your cheese to? Well, because we're starting a bunch of feuds, there's not anybody that just jumped out as a as a singular moment. So I'm going to give it to the body of work that happened. The body of work that happened over this mat, uh, particular episode. Give me Chris Candido. I think he did a lot of good stuff. He was on commentary. He's he's inventive with his. Uh, He'll work, and I, I like Candido a lot. <laughs> uh, body of work. Yeah. Hopper. <laughs> Hopper, who are you giving it to? You're an asshole, Doc. Hopper, who are you giving it to? Hopper, who are you giving it to? I guess Chris Candino. He's really come a long way, man. I don't know. He was good when he got there with that belt and no like with his promos and shit oh okay he's just ta- man chris is just so talented it's a yeah. shame what happened to him he's he's not only he's good in a ring he cut a he was a he man for this time period not only that time period but any time period you can put that dude in any time period and he he would be he would have been a really really good heel yeah when he's like yeah you you want a match? Okay, Brian, get in there, get him. Right. It's just like little stuff like <laughs> he that. He just he understands heel psychology. He's built like a son of a gun, and he can talk. His problem was he's five eight. Yeah, it's just really a shame. I mean, because he he was so he was so damn. Talented. And that's not my problem with him. I enjoy him, but he wasn't going to get pushed to the moon by the powers that be because they're the powers that be. Well, back at that time, his his height was an issue. It wouldn't be an issue now. Nobody would, right. Nobody right. would blink now. But he ain't like, here for it now. So there you go. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What? Time and place, which is sad. No, I mean Doc's not trying to make fun of the man being dead. It's just, yeah. All right. So, um, uh, real quick before we get out of here, go check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH. Is Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett? They do their thing their thing every single monday just search wrestling podcast about nothing and give them a listen and also check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with joe Morata and michael quinn giving their take on the northern side of pro wrestling history slightly classier a little bit more professional they also do their show every single monday just search our vantage point wherever you get your podcast from that's all i got uh doc doesn't have anything else hopper you can no, do it you don't know that favor. oh what do you have doc nothing see hopper hit tagline pal Book this shit, bitch. <laughs>